Welcome. I'm Anastasia Glova, bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. During the last two decades, Medicaid outlays have grown at a rate that is unsustainable over the long term, requiring large tax increases and crowding out other programs to remain viable. Cato Senior Fellow Jagadish Gokhale describes the trouble we're running into and how to get out of it. Where is Medicaid headed in the next 25 years? Well, the best way to gauge the likely future course of Medicaid is to evaluate how the program was shaped in the past. And none of those forces have changed significantly during recent years, so one can only expect Medicaid expenditures to grow rapidly in the future as they did in the past. Uh, it's been growing fairly rapidly since 1975. If you look at the annual growth rate, the number of enrollees have grown at about 3% per year, and costs per enrollee have grown about 4% per year. So the total program as a whole has been growing at more than 7% per year. And there are many reasons why that's happened. First, Medicaid is essentially a program that's operated by states and is federally subsidized through matching grants. That is, the federal government provides about 59 cents for every dollar of state Medicaid spending. So states don't have a very strong incentive to control Medicaid costs because if they cut Medicaid spending, they'd lose the federal dollars. Second, medical providers, that is doctors and hospitals and pharmaceutical companies and so on, have an interest in pushing for larger Medicaid expenditures because it provides a ready market for their services. And also insurance companies uh, may have an incentive to push for larger government-subsidized health insurance because that helps them reduce the risk profile of the pool of purchases of private health insurance. So these forces haven't changed significantly in recent years, so there's no real reason to expect that people will continue to push for faster Medicaid growth, and outlays will continue to grow rapidly. The Congressional Budget Office projects future growth over the next decade to be about 8% a year, mostly because of increasing costs of providing health care. Today's share of Medicaid and GDP is about 1.5%, but by 2050 it's projected to increase to about 4%. What kind of a tax burden are we looking at to sustain this kind of Medicaid spending? Well, Medicaid spending growth at current levels just cannot be sustained through the foreseeable future unless government spending is sufficiently cut or taxes increased. Spending in other areas must be cut, but there's little scope for doing so. There are many programs, such as Social Security and Medicare, for example, where spending is slated to go up as the baby boomers retire over the coming years. So that spending cannot be cut. And also, we can't afford to really curtail spending on education and homeland security and defense and so on, although there's reason to believe there's a lot of wasteful spending even in these programs. To that extent, we can cut spending, but if we cannot cut spending, then taxes would have to be increased or Medicaid spending itself would have to be controlled. Now, if today's Medicaid share is 1.5 percentage points in GDP, and that's going to rise to about 4 percentage points eventually, Taxes must increase by 2.5 percentage points of GDP. But we don't tax all of GDP. We tax only half of GDP, which means tax rates on the part of GDP that is subject to tax must go up by 5 percentage points per year. Now, to accommodate such a large increase in average tax rates, it must mean that marginal tax rates, that is taxes paid on the last dollar earned, which today averages about 22 percent, 
would have to be increased by a lot more, perhaps 10 percentage points or more, and I'm guessing here, but that's the magnitude of the tax increase we're talking about just on account of Medicaid. Is there a way to impose some effective cost controls? Well, surely there are ways of controlling Medicaid costs. First of all, as I mentioned earlier, there are private incentives for pushing for larger Medicaid spending. Indeed, states themselves have an incentive to not control Medicaid costs as much because they would lose federal matching grants. So one way to change states' incentives is to convert the matching grants into block grants and impose a cap on how fast those block grants can grow for Medicaid. That would remove states' incentives to delay Medicaid cost controls. Second, one might think about imposing greater cost-sharing on Medicaid participants, uh, especially those that can afford them. And there are many middle-income individuals, for example, those who engage in careful financial planning to rearrange their personal assets for qualifying for Medicaid benefits. That could be dealt with by, for example, capping the values of homes and other assets that people usually transfer to others in order to qualify for Medicaid, but those that are currently disregarded when determining Medicaid eligibility. And a third way might be to limit automatic availability of the most advanced but also the most costly Medicaid services for Medicaid patients. Generally, as technology improves and medical practices and standards of treatment improve, those higher standards are extended to all patients regardless of the source of their financing. But, for example, if we think about people have a right to health care, but that doesn't mean they have the right to the best health care. If you think people have a right to transportation and you decide to provide everybody with transportation, say, for example, to their place of employment, you wouldn't necessarily think of providing everybody with a Cadillac. So the same kind of logic might apply to Medicaid, where you might limit the cost escalations by limiting the type of services for those who are federally subsidized for their health care. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.